Welcome. I'm Jack Churchward, and thanks for joining in my research into the lost continent of Mu and ancient advanced civilizations. These podcasts are created as the need arises, but you can catch more information reading the my-mu.com blog or visiting the my-mu.com website. The Garden of Eden was not in Asia, but on a now sunken continent in the Pacific Ocean, was the amazing announcement preceding the publication of the lost continent of Mu, Motherland of Men, by Colonel James Churchward, formerly of the Bengal Lancers. Churchward, Oxford educated and Sandhurst Military College trained, while on famine relief duty in India in the 1870s, encountered strange and unknown symbols on the wall of a temple he was visiting. He engaged the high priest, or Rishi, to teach him the meanings of the unusual designs. After many years of patient study, the Rishi befriended James and eventually confided that he was one of only three remaining members of the Nikal Brotherhood, keepers of the sacred inspired writings of Mu, the Rishi also told James of the ancient clay tablets secured in the vaults of the temple, relating much more information than the symbols on the temple walls. After many months of asking, James persuaded the Rishi to open one of the chatties, and they both gazed at the ancient, sacred-inspired writings of Mu, also known as the Nikal tablets. With help from the Rishi, James deciphered the tablets over the next few months and sorted them into ten different series, which covered the following subjects. Series 1. A Description of the Creation Down to and Including the Advent of Man. Series 2. The Raising of the Mountains by the Fires of the Underneath, Gases, and Provisions for the Disposal of Future Gases. Series 3. The Origin and Workings of the Great Forces Throughout the Universe Series 4 The Origin and Workings of the Earth's Great Primary Force Showing Two Divisions and Differentiating Between the Two Series 5 The Origin and Workings of the Earth's Great Atomic Force A Subdivision of One of the Two Principal Divisions Series 6 the origin of the force that creates and sustains life with its workings, a subdivision of one of the two principal divisions. Series 7. The origin of life, showing what life is, the changes in the forms of life, imperative as the earth developed. Series 8. The creation of man, showing what man is and in what way he differs from all other creations. Series 9, The Advent of Man Upon Earth and Where He First Appeared, which was called in the tablets, The Motherland of Man. Unquestionably, these were the only commencements of a long series, probably the early history of Mu. 
Series 10. This series consists of two tablets, but each was double the size of the others, possibly larger. They served as a key to the writings and vignettes on the other tablets. Unfortunately, the set was not complete, but the Rishi provided Churchward a letter of introduction and told him of other places to visit, including a temple in Burma and a monastery deep in the mountains of Tibet. In this Tibetan monastery, James was privy to see a map of the world when Mu was above the water. The image clearly showed the world before the mountains were raised and the presence of the Amazonian Sea. From his world travels and studying the Tikal tablets, James learned that Mu's landmass covered from somewhere north of Hawaii to as far south as Fiji and Easter Island. Undoubtedly, Mu was the original habitat of man. Man is a special creature. The Nikal tablets reveal humans are not the product of evolution. Humans were imbued with special powers, separate from all other creatures. The recognition of these powers allowed the people of Mu to have an advanced civilization. Mu's ruler's name was Ra-Mu. The Empire of Mu was also known as Empire of the Sun. Mu had seven great principal cities that were centers of religion, science, and learning. Many cities were built at or near the mouths of great rivers for centers of trade and commerce. Six million inhabitants in ten tribes or peoples, each distinct, but under one government. They all believed and followed the same religion, worship of the deity through symbols. All believed in an, an immortal soul that upon death would return to the great source. 50,000 years ago they had a civilization superior in many respects to our own. All were very highly civilized and enlightened. No savagery had ever existed. The dominant race in the land of Mu was a white race, exceedingly handsome people with clear white or olive skins, large, soft, dark eyes, and straight black hair. Besides this white race, there were people of other races, people with yellow, brown, or black skins. However, they did not dominate. Mu's people colonized and populated the earth. The Maya people ventured east. The Uyghur and Naga people moved westward into northern and southern Asia, respectively. Mu was destroyed 12,000 years ago by terrific earthquakes and submersion. James wrote volcanic action caused magma to flood the Archeon gas belts and eventually broke to the surface. Having the Archeon gas belts emptied caused the collapse of the land, followed by the waters of the ocean drowning the inhabitants of Mu and the colony of Atlantis. In eastern Asia, a great northbound wave wiped out the eastern half of the great Uyghur Empire, and the raising of the mountains wiped out the western half. James found many symbols and writings around the world in memory of the Empire of the Sun. 
the now-sunken continent of Mu. According to Churchward, the proofs of the existence of Mu are many. Some evidence he found in ancient writings. For instance, the Christian Bible. James, assert, James asserts Moses was trained by the Nicol Brotherhood in Egypt growing up, and when Ezra wrote down the sacred teaching, his translation was faulty. Ezra did not read the symbols correctly and misplaced the Garden of Eden in the Middle East instead of the Pacific Ocean. The Ramayana. Valmiki writes about the Nikals coming to Burma from the land of their birth in the East. Mayan Codexes. Mu is mentioned in the Truano Manuscript and the Codex Cortesianus. The loss of record an ancient cuneiform tablet from Tibet found by Schliemann speaks of the motherland of men. The Greek alphabet is an epic composed of Karamaya vocables commemorating the loss of life from the destruction of Mu. Plutarch in the life of Solon spoke of the destruction of Mu. The Egyptian Book of the Dead, another epic commemorating the 64 million inhabitants of Mu who perished when it was destroyed. James quotes a Pueblo Indian legend that reads, Our forefathers came to America in ships from the direction of the setting sun. And hundreds of others from Egypt, Greece, Central America, Mexico, and the cliff ridings in our western states. Ancient ruins are also part of the proofs of James' theories. James wrote there are existing ruins which, by their location and the symbols with which they are decorated, tell of the lost continent of Mu, the motherland of men. And here is a short list. On some of the South Sea Islands, notably Easter, Mangaya, Tungatabu, Panape and the Ladrone or Mariana Islands, there stand today the remains of old stone temples and lithic remains which take us back to the time of Mu. At Uxmal in Yucatan, a ruined temple bears the inscriptions commemorative of the lands of the West whence we came. The striking Mexican pyramid southwest of Mexico City according to its inscriptions, was raised as a monument to the destruction of these same lands of the West. Akab Zeb. In the city of Chichen Itza, there is a slab which forms the lintel of the door of the inner chamber at the southern end of the building called Akab Zeb. Here we have the awful timbrous record. This slab is a description of the lands of the West being shaken to her foundations by earthquakes and then engulfed. Burma. At Angor Tom, Cambodia, can be seen conventional beasts that have been called by archaeologists lions. All are placed facing the east, looking towards a place where the motherland once stood. That these beasts refer to her there can be no questions, as they are saying moo. This is shown by the conventional mouths, elongated squares, 
one of the forms of the letter M in the hierarchic alphabet of Mu and one of her symbols. In the Cook group, Rarotonga Island, on this island there's a small section of the road referred to in the Easter Island tablet and legend, Mangaya Island. This is the most southernmost island of the Cook group and about half the size of Easter Island. On it are remains similar to those on Easter Island. As there are no quarries or evidences of their being chiseled on this island, it is presumed that they were brought here. Tongo Tabu is a coral atoll belonging to the Tonga group. There is not a particle of natural stone upon it, nothing but corals. Here on this patch of coral we find an immense stone monument set up in the form of an arch. It consists of two huge uprights weighing about 70 tons each, which are bound together at the top with another stone weighing about 25 tons. There being no native stone on the island, and the nearest available stone being over 200 miles away, it leaves open a wide field for speculation as to what sort of ships the ancients had to carry such enormous weights, how they landed them from the ships, and what contrivances they set up to put them in place, as we now find them after they were safely landed. The Gilbert and Marshall Groups On several of the islands composing these two groups are found tall, slender pyramids built of stone. The natives use the sacred symbols of the motherland as ornamentations without knowing how they obtain the designs or their meanings. I have shown a very prominent ornamentation from Aurora Island, the fan of Princess Arawali, with the royal accession of Mu. The Caroline Group As regards prehistoric remains, Nowhere throughout the Pacific Ocean are there to be found such astonishing ruins as on the Caroline Islands. An added interest is that they lie one moon's journey towards the rising sun from Burma, where according to the Nikal Tablets and Valmiki, the motherland of man once stood, the spot whence came the first settlers in Burma and India. Panape. On Panape stands what James considered to be the most important ruin in the South Sea Islands. It consists of the ruins of a great temple, a structure 300 feet long by 60 feet wide, with walls still standing, in 1874, 30 feet high, and at the ground they were 5 feet in thickness. On the walls are the remains of carvings of many of the sacred symbols of the motherland. Swallow Island. On this tiny island is a pyramid of similar construction to that which will be found on Guam and Tinian. On the west side of this island is a vast quadrangular enclosure of stone containing several mounds. Probably if the coverings of guano and soil were removed, edifices of some kind would be found. Kusai Island, southeast corner of the group, on this and the surrounding islands are found similar ruins to Panape, but not nearly so extensive. On the south side of the harbor of this island are several canals lined with stone. They cross each other at right angles. 
being their intersections are artificially made islands, which originally had buildings on them, one tower still remaining is about 35 feet high. James List continues on and on. Please remember, the discovery that ties all the information together is the information Churchward found in India, the Nikal tablets. Without access to the Nikal tablets, scientists do not have all the information and therefore are unable to support the existence of the lost continent of Mu. The proofs for the existence of Mu are all presented in his books. Churchward also wrote The Children of Mu, describing how Mu colonized the planet. The sacred symbols of Mu explains the symbolism of everything and how it relates back to Mu. Churchward also continued his series of books with two volumes on the cosmic forces of Mu. Now that was a small fragment of what James Churchward wrote, and his books are still in print after 90 years. My research into his life and theories is online at my-moo.com. Ozark Mountain Publishing has allowed me to reprint two of James' books with my research from his scrapbooks and correspondence. Lifting the Veil on the Lost Continent of Moo, Motherland of Men, and the Stone Tablets of Moo are available from most online booksellers. Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching. My Moo signifies that this is my research into the lost continent of Moo and theories of ancient advanced civilizations. These podcasts are created on an as-needed basis, but you can catch more information reading the my-moo.com blog or visiting the my-moo.com website. Thanks for joining me on this voyage of discovery.